so we, be, we started a mini-series, two-week series last Sunday called Holy Habits. We've been talking about habits, and, and there are habits. We all have habits. Um, I hear some men, you know, they throw their, the wardrobe is next to the bed. You know, uh, they have certain habits that are not so good. Some habits that are good. But habits actually dictate our behavior, how you behave uh, and how you uh, conduct yourself. So, but then we jump into the biblical side and we look at holy habits because the Bible teaches us that we've got to have holy habits. Amen. Um, now, I said last Sunday, I, I talked about last Sunday and I said, you know, we all look for the miraculous. We want the boom, the, the breakthrough, the, the miraculous. But I said the miraculous is in the mundane. Amen. We actually don't uh, appreciate the mundane. You know, we, I want my children to follow God when they wake up, or not wake up, when they grow up. Okay. But it takes years to train them. You know, it's, it's an everyday thing. It's a constant thing. So it, these habits are important, but we look for the miraculous. But let me tell you, the miraculous is in the mundane. If you want a breakthrough, keep praying. Ephesians 6.18 says, keep praying at all times, at all circumstances. Keep on praying. Amen. So I want to encourage you, don't give up on praying for your family members. Don't give up on praying for these people. We don't stop praying for them after next Sunday. We continue to pray. Don't give up on praying for, for whatever healing that you're believing for or a breakthrough you're believing for. Keep praying. Amen. So we talked last week, we talked about from Matthew chapter 6 and verse 1 to 8. This is Jesus bringing the Sermon on the Mount. And he was talking on three habits. And these are patterns, three habits. Number one was giving. And he said, hey, give, but don't blow your own horn. We talked about that. You know, giving is one, and you give to the needy. Number two, he was talking about praying. Keep praying. And he taught us how to pray from the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it carries on. And we broke that apart and talked about that. If you missed it, it's on YouTube, it's on Spotify. Type, not Christ Church, Expression Church, you know. Christ comes first, you see. In, uh, in my heart, uh, but Expression Church, and uh, you can follow us, uh, you can listen to the message there, and then the third one was fasting, now fasting is not that common for us, because we all like feasting, right, but fasting is a spiritual discipline, amen, and I talked about how in the Bible, how various people fasted for various scenarios, now some people fast to twist God's arm, but it doesn't work like that. Right? So this morning, I want to talk about, um, this morning I want to talk about the Holy Habits too, and uh, we will conclude it today, this series, Holy Habits. And I want to say, these Holy Habits are our spiritual disciplines. You know, as if you, if you, if you have children and you, you, you raise children, or you, you were a child once and your parents have, you know, they raised you, they created habits in you. You know, certain families, they have habits. Please leave your shoes outside the door before you come into the house, right? If you are from an Asian community, you know exactly what I mean. You don't bring your shoes into the house. It's, it's, it's rude. It's considered rude. 
um, and if you come, you know, please, thank you, no, you know, all those manners. There are certain habits we develop, but biblically, we are to develop certain habits in us spiritually. Amen. Why? Because so our spirit can be healthy. Hallelujah. Our spirit. You know, we focus so much on the, on the, on the body. That's why you go to the gym. You know, you go to the gym. I, I went to gym one week. I was more sore than ever before, you know. But in one week, I, I told Carol, I said, look, I think I'm, there's a muscle, you know. She goes, no. I said, by faith, I see a muscle, you know. But, you know, but you, you don't see a, a, a muscle in, in a week. But if you keep pumping iron, uh, soon you find, those, you find those lumps, which are called muscles, which you never thought you had those. You know, but when you exercise physically, you, have, you develop the strong muscles. Same with mentally, but spiritually, we are to exercise our spiritual uh, discipline so that our spirit is healthy. Amen. I tell you what, it's your spirit that the devil is after. Because if he can kill hope in you, if he can destroy your joy, and if he can steal your peace, he's got you. John 10.10. 10. And so what we're trying to do this morning with this word is to help us to go, hey, it's great to be physically fit, emotionally clever, but spiritually healthy. We are to be spiritually healthy. Why? Because when we go through trials, we all will. When we go through trials, we are built with holy habits so we know what to do when we go through tough times so that we don't lose hope but we continue to press into hope that we have in Jesus. Amen. So that's the holy habit. So this morning I want to talk from Acts chapter 2 and verse Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 to 47. Uh, some of you are familiar with this scripture passage, but I want to cut it into pieces so we can look at this and refresh our memory. So, Holy Habits 2 and Acts 2, 42 to 47. Let's read this. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. Now, I've circled continued there because it's important to continue. Again, it's the consistency. Continue. Continue steadfastly. The early church continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayer. They continued on four, four things. Number one was the word of God. Number two was fellowship. Number three was breaking bread. Number four was prayer. Then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Isn't that wonderful? You know, when you do and continue to do what is right in the sight of God, God brings increase. God brings breakthrough. Amen. Now, all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So, continuing daily, another continuing, continuing daily, with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. There's a lot of eating in church life. You know, there's a lot of eating, a lot of fellowship. This is good. They ate their food, hallelujah, good lamb roast, uh, with gladness and simplicity of heart. 
praising God and having favor with all men, all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Amen. So it's, this is the scripture that we're going to break. But if you look at this, if I can give you a bit of background, Acts 2 is the birth of the New Testament church. Amen. The Holy Spirit came. They all began to pray, pray in tongues. And the disciples, 12, 120 people, you know. And then Peter got up. Um, uh, Peter gave the word. And uh, 3,000 people were added to the church. Now that's a mega church. It was not a small church here. This was a decent sized church. There were about 3,120 people. And P P Peter's message wasn't that great if you look at it homolytically, preaching, study. But P Peter preached, but the Holy Spirit who did the conviction. Amen. So what, I mean, there's so many things I can say from here, but continue preaching the word. Our role is to don't lose hope in preaching the word because the word has never lost power. Amen. The word has never lost power. Pray, pray, pray. Preach, preach, preach. Share, share, share. Because the word will come to life one day. So anyway, so they, Peter got up and Peter preached and 3,000 were added. And then now they put some management here. And because they all, the whole family, 3,000 were celebrating and worshiping God and singing. But they also realized it's, it's good to be you know, big, in, big, big enough to impact, but small enough to care. It's good to be big enough to impact, but small enough to care. That means they broke. They met in houses. They broke bread. They ate. There was a lot of fellowship. I think these things we've lost as a church. We've certainly lost it in the last eight months. Certainly lost it. You know, we've stopped going into each other's houses. Right? We've stopped inviting people because of restrictions and all that. But what I'm saying is there's a biblical pattern the New Testament church had holy habits. They had certain habits. As they continued to do this, they found results that God was adding numbers to the church. Amen. So our role is not to look for results. Our role is to obey the word of God in the day to day. And as we obey God in the day to day, results will come. Amen. So I'm going to break this open. So verse 42, it says, they continued. Okay, number one, they gathered around this to study God's word. That was number one. They continued, not intermittently, not when they felt like there was a discipline. They had a holy habit. They continued, it says daily, but regularly in reading the word of God. And I want to encourage you, do not neglect reading the word with other people that's why we keep saying connect groups are important in this church they are a lifeline to our church life don't neglect connect groups why because you can read your own word and you have your awesome uh revelation but you never know whether you it's revelation is from god or your own making of it but when you're in connect groups, you can sit down, you can break the word, you can talk about the word. You know, when we are, when we are talking about God as a group, you know, we lift him high. But when we meet in connect groups, you feel God is nigh. He's close to you. He's intimate. 
You know, this morning we prayed for nations. But kind of groups, you can pray for one another. It's more intimate. What's going on in your life? You can't talk here on Sunday morning because we don't want to publicly announce everything. But you can talk privately. Amen. So connect groups are important. Gathered around the word. Word of God is important because if you don't have the word, then you don't have life. It's the word of God that brings life and source to us. So I want to encourage you, holy habit, individually, please read the word. And then connect groups read the word. Church, let's read the word. Number two is they did life together. They caught up with one another. They didn't go to an event. New Testament church was not just an event, but it was a lifestyle. Amen. They didn't just attend here and look all holy and go, hello, hello, how are you? Mwah, mwah. So good. Oh, what a beautiful day. Oh, you look so amazing. Thank you, thank you. And go, see you next week. No, they were involved in one another's life. Together, we are stronger. Amen. Together, when we walk together, we are more protected. Together, we can do great things. Together, we, I mean, last night, yesterday was just a little bit of example, but when you come together, apparently they had lots of fun. Brock wanted to show my son. He wanted to show me what he painted. And the first thing I came, he dragged my hand. He goes, that's where I painted. He was very proud about that. Awesome. It's great. But being together, we can achieve great things. Amen. God designed church for it to be together. Church is not a building. Church is you and I. So when I catch up at the McDonald's house, there's church. You know, thank you for cooking a beautiful meal, Bruce. It's a prophetic invitation. <laughs> Just saying it. But it, when we come together, it's, it's, it's coming together. And it's, 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 it's church where you are with people, that's church. We come to this building, we call this as a church building, but the church is you and I. When you are not here on a weekday, I come in here, it's empty. There's nothing happening here. It's just an empty space. It's not a church. It's not a church. Church is when you come here. Amen. So each one of you are important to God. When you don't come, I miss you. No, I'm not saying that because I'm a pastor. I do mean that. Because we're supposed to be together. Amen. So they, what did they do? They did life together. They celebrated birthdays together. They celebrated engagements together. Hey, Nelukshan. Right? You know, he's on the camera there. Uh, don't move your hands. Um, but, you know, they, you do life together. You, you, you know, my family, uh, my auntie. Remember I talk about my aunties a lot? Yeah? I have favorite aunties. We all have aunties. Come on. We all have aunties we don't want to mess with. Those aunties. No matter what you do, they give you the look. She's got the look. All right? And so yesterday morning, I woke up to a text that one of my aunties passed away. And so it's sad, very sad. I called my cousin, called my uncles, the other aunties, a lot of tears on the phone. But again, family came together. Not just the blood, but church family came together. Hallelujah. We need each other. Please don't be deceived thinking you don't need church. We need church. Now also let me tell you, church people will upset one another. But as I said last week, if I don't forgive you, you will be fine. I will lose life. 
right? And very politely I said, it's easy to forgive Pam, but forgive Dan? Ooh, you know, and we picked on them last week as a joke. Uh, but, but, but if I don't forgive you, you will be fine, but forgiveness is to do with me and my heart. Amen. So if I, if I can forgive you, then I'm free. But if you don't forgive me, that's your problem, Tiffany. All right? Uh, but we need to forgive one another, doing life together. So I want to encourage you, as we come back to church, can we go back to the old holy habits? Amen. If you're sick in the hospital, take them some KFC. You know? If something happens, you're in the hospital, so eat KFC. No, just a joke. Don't do that. Number three, they shared meals together and took communion. These are holy habits. Please, let us not only partake in the communion of the body of Christ and the blood of Christ, but also bread, break bread with one another. Invite them over to your place. Or if you can't invite them to a cafe, go out for a meal. Fellowship with one another. Amen. Please do that. Please go back to the old holy habits. Let's fellowship. Let's invite, you know. Uh, don't invite them because they did a favor to you. Invite them because you love them. And if they dodge you and they ghost you, keep inviting. Keep inviting them. Keep inviting them. Please, fellowship, invite, break me. Trust me, when you break over dinner time, the conversations are very interesting. People somehow become real. There's no facade. So invite people over. These are the holy habits. And the last one is they prayed together. There's an error in the spelling, but I hope it's not there. Now that's good. Um, they prayed together. They prayed. Prayer is very important for us. Amen. Please, you want to live an overcoming life? Pray. Read the word and pray. Pray. Don't neglect prayer. Don't neglect the power of prayer. Individual prayer. Corporate prayer, don't neglect that. See, as a result, they, the three things happened here. Amen. As a result, three things happened here. In verse 43, we see fear came upon them. The Bible says fear came upon them. What does that mean? Fear is not just the, in a negative way, but in other translations, it says awe of God. Just the, the holy reverential fear of God came upon them. And when you do that, you not only honor God as you mingle with, but out of that fear, you begin to love people as the way God loves them. Fear came upon them. See, that's what I've been saying. It's important, and they were together, verse 44, they were together and had everything in common. Please, if you have Bibles, if it's an electronic app, highlight it. If you have a paper Bible, highlight it. They, had, they were together and everything in common. They had everything in common. There was no division. There was no different opinion. They were together. Everything was common. Wouldn't that be good? If we all had everything in common, that would be so amazing. They had everything in common. And then, out of that birth, supernatural generosity. Isn't that cool? That is supernatural generosity. I'm going, wow. That's not a cult. 
It's in the Bible. There was a supernatural generosity. They all had everything in common. They sold their possessions. They brought everything back and shared among each other equally. So, if you have a Ferrari, it's mine too. Amen. Mi casa? No. Su casa. Su casa, mi casa. Your house is my house now. Not my house is your house. But it's both ways. Anyway. But they had supernatural generosity. Again, you look here. The holy habits is very important as a church because we have people. I mean, church is being, uh, what do you call, painted as in a, in a negative way, especially in the last few weeks. I don't know if you've been catching up on news, but church is being painted in a very negative way. But you see, when you are together, your generosity goes up. When you had all things together, together and in common, your generosity goes up. You become, you don't give out of a compulsion. You know, we don't need to manipulate people. When you manipulate, that's not God. You are to lead people, you are to teach the truth, but you don't manipulate people. When you manipulate, God's gone. Amen. So we don't need to manipulate people. We need to teach people and allow Holy Spirit to lead them. True? Now those that were here yesterday, they get more blessing than I was. I planned it. I didn't turn up. You know? So, but it's great to be together and, 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 and just to celebrate that spiritual generosity. And as a church, we can't do everything without us all being together. Amen. And verse 46 says, they continued daily and broke bread from house to house. I want to say fellowship is very important. Please don't get so busy where you don't have time for people. Please. Please don't get so busy with work, with life, with everything, that you actually lose the very purpose of why God created you. Amen. Please invite people over. Break bread, go home. Fellowship is very important. Even in church, I say this often. Hey, when you do church, don't run away. Don't, don't rush away. Please stay back. Because just as the worship is important, word is important, fellowship is important. Amen? Because we don't want performers. We want people who carry the presence of God. And fellowship is very important. And our culture teaches, hey, don't share your feelings. Bottle it all in. And then we bottle it for so long, and then in our mind we distance ourselves from family, from God, from church. And I'm saying we need church. Amen. And if somebody you notice is distancing themselves, go pour the love of God on them. Attack them with love. Attack them. Find excuses. Say, I was just in the neighborhood. You weren't. You plan to go there. You know, do something to love them. But let us not isolate. Church was never designed to isolate. Church was never designed to isolate. Church is not about a Sunday. Church is about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Every day. Amen. You know, Liesl's mom passed away. Go pour some love on Liesl. You know. Uh, I visited Lionel and Margaret, and I'm not blowing my own horn here, you know, 
uh, I visited Lionel and Margaret, and one of the things, they didn't really tell me, it came out of the conversation, but they've got so much food, they don't need to cook any food. That's pretty cool, you know? So if you're hungry, go to the house. <laughs> Lionel makes, sorry, Lionel doesn't make food. Margaret makes amazing peppermint tart, South African dessert. Uh, don't go, no, I'm just kidding. But it's great to hear that church is looking after one another. Amen. It was great to pray for Mar uh, Mervyn Gay, church. Great to pray for Margaret this morning, uh, Trina's mother-in-law. Great. Great to pray for uh, Rami and Shohan's mom. I mean, I've been praying. Pray for Sri Lanka. Awesome. As a family, it's so good when we journey life together. Amen. That's good. So please don't neglect and busy Please, this is, I want to emphasize, especially as we're coming out of uh, this lockdown restrictions and whatnot, our habits are very important. Our habits are very important. Unfortunately or fortunately, God has put you and I together. Some it's easy to like, some we need prayer to like them. But either way, we got to like them. Amen. I know you're all holy saints, you don't want to laugh, you're all good. I struggle with that. Now, we all, you know, God's put us all together. Please, break bread with one another. Invite the young people. I'm sharing a bit of a going back to church. You know, don't sit there and pick on young people. Invite them, listen to their hearts. Trust me, it will blow your mind away. What God is talking to them, you know. Just... Don was saying Isana's testimony. Isana is right here with the orange hat. Um, he shared his testimony in Sunday school. And the kids are pretty fired up after his testimony. And, uh, it's and apparently uh, Josiah, because we've been praying, you know, Eliza mentioned that we've been praying for needs and whatnot and for people. Josiah put a prayer request in uh, Sunday school two or three weeks ago uh, to have a friend at school. You know, for you it might be, oh, okay. But that's big for Josiah. He's only five. Nathan, six. Thank you. you I was just t testing you whether you knew. Yeah, you know, he's six. But J Josiah next week went back to church, kids' church. Don't undermine them. Don't think we're just getting rid of them. God is doing something in their lives. Pray for our young people. Josiah gave a testimony and said he found a friend. You know, and Brock was super excited because he prayed. Josiah found a friend because Brock prayed. It builds their faith. And then Leo argues, Perimalus, we got big mouths. Leo argues, no, 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 I prayed. I don't care who prayed, they prayed. My children are talking about God instead of some silly video games. That's good. Josiah is blessed. These kids believe Josiah only got a friend because they prayed. That's pretty cool, isn't it? That's the power of family. That's the power of together. That's the power of prayer. That's the power of God answering prayers. Because when God answers prayers, all our faith will build up. Why? Ledger, who had a life-threatening problem, is at home having a good time. That's cool. That, that's good. 
Now you can sit there and psychoanalyze and pick it. You know, don't be a fruit picker. You know? Amen. Just enjoy the fruit of God. Enjoy the fruit of God. Our culture is lift one another up. Amen. So lift people up. It doesn't matter whether they did a good job or not. Who cares? Encourage people. I keep saying it. It's, it's oxygen to our soul. We live in a society. We get picked on constantly. I was sharing with someone last night that um, when I didn't pray properly, I got punished at church. Mind you, I deserved it too. But, but I got punished at church. You know, there was a bit of corporal punishment even in church. You know, because I didn't use the right words in my prayer. Because people have fo focused so much on the behavior and have lost how to connect to the heart. Amen. I know you can go home and eat pasta for lunch. You know, it was too long. He emphasized too much on that. Talking too much about himself. Wobbling his head is too much. You can have pasta for lunch. But what I'm saying is, don't have the pasta for lunch. Enjoy the word of God, what God gave you. Amen. Let us not build church on personalities. Let us build church on the person of Christ. Amen. I love this here. Because they did what was right in the sight of God. Verse 47 says, They had favor from men. And people... 47 people joined the faith. Isn't that wonderful? They had favor of men over their lives and people joined faith. God added number daily. Do you know, if you and I are the most joyful people, not happy people, because this is not Ellen DeGeneres' show, because if I buy you all a car, oh, thank you, thank God for the car, oh, you know, that'll make you happy. But when you got to go service the car, it's going to hurt you, right? But I'm saying, if we are the truly joyful people, hallelujah, we will be contagious. Let's not be miserable people. It's easy to be miserable. It's hard to be joyful. Naturally, you don't need God to be miserable. But you need God to be joyful. How was your day? Uh, busy day. My daughter, she keep waking up at night. And I got to do this. And I'm like, wow. Come on. Praise God, God gave you a daughter. Look at the perspective. How was your week? Great. God is good. I'm running around like a headless chook. Clara is. Nathan's going to help her. You know? <laughs> but, you know, life is busy, but let's learn to be thankful. Be thankful people. When you are thankful, you are joyful. Amen. Be thankful in the little things. Hallelujah. 
Holy habits, very important. And then they not only had favor, but they grew in numbers. Do you know, joyful people attract people? Imagine if I'm always grumpy and miserable. I'm saying always because there are times I am grumpy and miserable. But anyway, you know, uh, when you're always grumpy and miserable, who wants to come and talk to you? I don't want to. If all I, every time I want to pick on Rupert because he's too nice. But if Rupert is always negative and all that stuff, I don't want to go out with him. I don't want to see him in church. And when he's coming, my way, I go, oh, something in my eye. You know, oh, you know, pretend and avoid him. But if you're joyful, tell me, I tell you what, people will find you. Why? Because you had life. I know some people in our worship team that find Lionel apparently because he speaks life into them. Not because he's wearing a nice shirt, even though he is, but because he speaks life. Be life giver, not life taker. Be a contributor, not just consumer. Instead of always thinking, what will the church give me? Why can't you join and add to what's already happening? Then you are exercising your spiritual muscle. Every, whatever gift God has given you, there's some amazing gifts in this church. But instead of comparing, you know, why don't we all come together and complement one another? Amen. Man, we will be, as the word says, they had simplicity of heart. Simplicity of heart. I may not paint well as Tom might, but I tried. Instead of pulling me down, why don't you? But what we do is, oh, I don't, oh Peter's coming with a paintbrush. Uh, Peter, why don't you go clean the windows? I might as well do it myself. Because Peter's too annoying. Because he's asking more questions. But give him time. But if I give him time, it's too late. Half on a job will become two-hour job. So what? I heard once an African preacher say this. He said, he was in New Zealand, he was preaching in Christchurch, and he said, you Kiwis, he said, and Cantabrians don't like when you say that. You Kiwis. He said, you Kiwis. He said, you all wear a watch, but we Africans, we have time. Arthur, that was powerful. You all wear a watch, expensive watches, but he said, we Africans, we have time. In India, time is not the event. Event is the time. So when you say 9 o'clock is the meeting, you arrive 8.30, they won't come till 11 o'clock. Ask Nathan and Clara, they will tell you. But then the meeting should finish at 11. We're just starting at 11.15. And you want to go by 12 o'clock because you've organized yourself 12 o'clock. They're there till 3 p.m. That's cultural. But what I'm trying to say is, you may say, well, they should have better organizational skills. They should have blah, blah, blah. Just shh. All those who like to control, shh. But what I'm saying is, that is true. We all have a watch. Do we have time for one another? Do I have time to sit with you? And eat your nice doses. To sit with you and have your tart minus peppermint. If you actually hear me, it's me always wanting to go and eat, not invite people. <laughs> That's not the case. But 
and people joined to their house. As a New Testament church, I'm closing now, as a New Testament church, our holy habit, if you look on the screen as a 21st church, we are to gather around to study the word of God. I love conversations. I love it. But if I'm always talking to you about rugby, about politics, it's a bit of a waste of time. It's a superficial conversation. But I'd love to sit down and talk about Jesus, what God is doing in your life. You see where I'm coming from? Straight after the church, don't talk about rugby. That's okay. Talk about cricket. But talk about God. Talk about God. What is God doing in your life? Be ready to tell one another, Dan, what is God doing in my life? Let me tell you what God is doing, man. Maud, what is God doing in your life? Let me tell you what God's doing in my life. I've been praying for my son-in-law and God is teaching me patience. I'm just joking. You know, but, but ask one another. Do life together. Share meals. Take communion. Pray together. With some people, you may not connect with words, but you can connect in prayer. When you pray, you connect in the Spirit straight away. Straight away. So as a result from that, when we do these holy habits, we walk in awe of God. We walk in fear of God. We walk with a thankful heart. We will have one heart and have all things in common. So next time you buy an expensive car, please think of me. But we will have all things in common. We will walk with supernatural generosity. Isn't that cool? It's one thing for Shohan to give me 20 bucks because I'm in need. But it's another thing to bless out of generosity, not out of need. That's the power of supernatural generosity. We increase in favor. There are neighborhood, they wake up, they're going for a run. But if we increase in favor, they'll come in here. And we will increase in numbers, in faith. Hallelujah. As I close this, please let me tell you, do not do life as a Lone Ranger Christian just because church has hurt you. If church has hurt you, it, and trust me, church will hurt us all. I was hurt. I am at times hurt. But it is my role to forgive, to move on. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we be the New Testament church where we gather together, reading the Word, worshiping Jesus, breaking bread like we will do this afternoon. And instead of complaining about the food, compliment the food and fellowship. Please don't rush away. Fellowship with one another. And then as the Holy Spirit leads, pray for one another because they'll share the needs with you. Amen. That's the Holy Church of God. That's the New Testament church. So as we conclude this series, Let's learn to develop these holy habits, these spiritual disciplines, to love one another, to visit one another, 
to read the word together and to pray together. Hallelujah. And the Lord will increase. Amen. Holy Spirit, God, Father, we thank you that you're a God who blesses your children. Father, we learned about these holy habits. May we not just be hearers of your word, but also, Father, I pray that we will be doers of the word, that we will practice small steps, baby steps. God, I pray your blessings on us as a church, people that are here and people that are online, that as we now come out of this isolation, restrictions and whatnot and passes and vaccine and all that stuff, Lord, there are certain habits we have, we were forced to stop exercising. But as we now come back to a bit of a normalcy in life, help us to get back on the horse, to get those godly habits, those holy habits, and to pray, to study, to fellowship, to eat together, because God, you want us to live in oneness. Together, we are stronger. Together, we are mighty. Together, we can. With you on our side, all things are possible. Hallelujah. Bless everyone that's here this morning. And bless those online. May we go home and start creating some holy habits in our lives. Bless this word, I pray, in Jesus' mighty name. Everyone said, Amen. Hallelujah.